Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Eldritch Hour. We are an actual play tabletop role playing podcast focusing on Call of Cthulhu 7th edition, published by Chaosium. But we do have plans to dabble into other systems in the future. The main theme of our show centers around mystery and horror, and my players are going to encounter all kinds of strange and terrible things as they try to uncover secrets and clues to the unexplainable. As a listener, you do not need to know the rules of the system we are playing to appreciate the show, so just sit back and enjoy. Our first major story arc is titled The Star on the Shore, and is a combination of my own story and of the story and setting of the same name, written by Ben Burns and published by New Comet Games. If you like what you hear, you can follow us on social media. Links are provided in the show notes. We absolutely want to hear from our listeners and get feedback. You can also consider supporting the show by visiting our Patreon page. With that, let's raise the curtain. Enjoy the show. Welcome, dear listener, to the Eldritch Hour. We are a horror-themed tabletop roleplay podcast containing violent and mature themes. Listener discretion is advised. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, I am Josh Richter, and I will be the keeper of arcane lore for tonight's game. I'm sitting here with Eric, and uh, Eric, you want to introduce yourself? No, I just did, and uh, <laughs> you can tell me uh, who you're playing tonight. Uh, yeah, uh, my name is Eric, and uh, tonight I am playing Samuel Thatcher, uh, nicknamed Thatch. So, Thatch was a uh, soldier in World War One who was actually sent on a very, well, relatively unknown mission over to northern Russia to fight the Bolsheviks um, before the Russian Revolution and the installation of all that stuff that led to World War II. Um, and while he was over there, he took a very long and hard journey, um, many, many miles down south into the Russian heartlands and uh, kind of saw some weird stuff. And uh, one night... Him and his unit were attacked by a um, something, uh, a very big, dangerous thing that uh, he didn't really quite get a good look at to see what it actually was. But it uh, it attacked him and his company and killed a lot of them, and they had to flee and leave that position. And on their retreat, it still hunted them down and chased them down until they finally got to um, quote unquote safe territory, where his unit could only explain it as a massive artillery attack. Uh, and then they were all shipped home, and it would uh, it kind of scarred him uh, a, a tiny bit, right? <laughs> um, but very much so. Um, about three of his friends, fr or four, I think it was, four made it back to the States um, intact out of about um, 
I think the unit, they lost uh, 25 members or something like that. Um, so we lost a lot of people over there and damaged them all. One of them kind of just faded away. They didn't hear from him again. Uh, two others kind of just drifted off on their separate paths. And his one good friend, Crosby, came with him to Boston to set up a private investigator uh, business company um, institute over there in Boston. And uh, them two kind of aligned up a little bit on wanting to find out what happened, what that was, and how to get rid of that thing and if other things like that do exist. So they've been kind of keeping their ears to the ground. They've been hounding the um, local law enforcement trying to see if there's any unusual stuff coming back to this side because, you know, maybe it followed them. They don't know. Um, so they've been kind of annoying to the local law enforcement, the local other private investigators on what they've heard. So they've made their names known in the local area and that's kind of where they're at right now. They're, they're not really focused on too much of the quote-unquote traditional private investigator jobs. Um, so they're not, they don't have the best reputation as private investigators, uh, but they know what they're after <laughs> and they kind of stay focused on that and they do what they can to keep their uh, company name in the conversation, but they uh, are relatively single-minded in what they're investigating. Sure. Excellent stuff. All right. Well, um, this little prelude begins on the night of January 23rd, 1919. Um, you are sitting in the snow outside Padenga, Russia. The chill air just encasing you and chilling you to the bone. You've heard bells sound um, in the town and you've been called out um, with your unit to defend what you assume is against the Bolshevik army in the woods just outside. And you're hunched um, next to Crosby behind a, a small uh, snowdrift unit spread out. Uh, and you're staring out into the woods and you've been waiting for some time now and there doesn't seem to be any troops moving in towards you. Um, Crosby's kind of shaking a bit from the cold next to you, his breath, uh, materializing in the air ever so slightly as he's trying to maintain, uh, the quiet, um, next to you, but you, uh, you notice he's a bit nervous. Steady up there, Crosby. We've been through this before. I, I, yeah, I know, I know, Thatch, I know, just... I don't know, this one came out of nowhere, you know? Like, what was with all that chanting with the townsfolk back there? Almost seemed like it happened right before the bells went off. You know those old hags have been doing that stuff for weeks now. We know what the bolos are going to do. They adjusted their tactics a little bit fine. Doesn't matter. We're going to send them back, and just like we always have. We haven't lost anybody in months. Yeah, 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 I know. What? Did, they, did that woman hiss at you earlier? What was that all about? <laughs> yeah, just hitting the bottle one too many, that old hag. Don't worry about her. They gotta do what they gotta get it's, by. It's just weird, man. I wanna get out of this country, man. I just wanna go back home, you know? I've had enough. <laughs> Remember when we were complaining about England? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'd take those London streets any day about now. 
Uh, it'll be over soon. There's nothing here. LT's going to pull us out soon. And at that, you hear the snapping of branches ahead of you. Maybe... 30, 40 yards out um, amongst the thick trees. And you notice a couple of your unit mates kind of hunker down behind a couple trees and move forward a bit and motioning to the rest of the company to get ready. Steady up, Crosby. We got moving. Um, Can I get a spot hidden roll from you? Yeah, sure. Ooh. Oof. (laughs) That was rough. Um, (laughs) Hey, it's it's dark out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And actually you, you notice as you're kind of like looking at trying to peer through the trees that unusually for this cold, there's a mist starting to form, um, in front of you out through the trees and it's becoming very dense, very quickly. And you're starting to lose any, any line of sight you had in front of you. And Crosby sitting next to you is like, what, what the heck is going on, man? You see this fog? Yeah. It's, it's too cold out for this shit. Yeah, I see it. I see it. Stay close. Keep your line of fire. Don't want to be shooting each other. Shooting our boys. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I can't even see half of them. I hope they don't shoot us. Yeah, just stay in your lane, Crosby. They'll stay in theirs. And then you hear an- another much louder snap of, a, of what sounds to be a pretty thick branch. Only about 10, 20 feet in front of you. Uh, yeah. The and then a gunshot. Rifle's gonna go in that direction and point, but not shoot. Yeah, Crosby follows suit, just like, parallels you perfectly. Um, mm-hmm. And he's starting to breathe pretty heavy. Man, this is all we need. Enemy attack in the fog? How are we supposed to fight? These bolas just... Didn't think they were this smart. And then you hear a blood-curdling scream. <laughs> Only about five feet next to you. To your left. Crosby's sitting on your right, and you just... Whoever was standing next to you is probably not anymore, as your face gets hit with a warm spray of blood. Oh, God. Um, I will need a quick sanity roll from you. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to do nothing about this. <laughs> as you did not hear this this approach at all. <laughs> oh, nice success. All right. Hey, man, war, war does hard stuff to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what are you what are you doing uh as you turn to look? Uh these M1s have bayonets on them, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh that close, um what'd you say about 5 feet? Yeah. Yeah, I'll I'll take a step in that direction. Um I know I got friendlies, you know, to the 9 o'clock, so I'm not going to fire the weapon, but I'll step in with bayonets yeah. ready. Cross beyond me. All right. Yeah, he uh you can sense him, like, right behind you. Um, but as you turn and, like, ready the bayonet, you look, like, you literally cannot see past the end of your gun. Uh, the, the mist has become so thick. And then you hear a long, low growl. Literal feet out in front of you. And then you feel a whoosh of, of air as something moves past you and Crosby. Shit, that was a fast bear. Uh, and then you hear another scream from behind you, uh, blood curdling. And you recognize the scream as one of your compatriots. It's Fox. Shit! Fox! <laughs> Crosby, on me! We gotta kill a bear! <laughs> and uh, you hear a few gunshots. Um, you actually 
feel the heat of one of the bullets whiz past you. Shit. Is there still trees and stuff? Or is this like flat? Yeah. Yeah, you're... No, you're uh, you're in the woods. Okay. So yeah. So there's there's trees about every ten to twenty feet. So. Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna take um about six seven strides and then post up on a tree, and pull Crosby up okay. on the other side of it. Yeah. Um. Can I get a listen roll from? Absolutely. You? Ooh. Do you want to nice. spend a little bit of luck, or do you want to push this in any way? Oh yeah. If you could describe to me. Um, um, obviously, you're in the you're at the moment just trying to get your bearings on the situation. Um, so I don't know if there's anything you'd like to do to push this, uh, making it a success. Yeah, uh, for the listen to see what's ahead of me. Um, I'm just gonna uh, deep into the crouch um, and like shoulder the weapon and like steady my breathing and, and try to just. You know, sure. soldier um, tasks I mean, yeah, and mentalities. Calm, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, as you, as you calm up, then and like really zero in. Give me that listen roll again. Nice. That's a hard success. Well done. Nice. Um, you can hear breathing of some kind of animal, probably only about another 10 feet away behind the next tree. And you can also hear, because of the hard success, you can hear human footsteps just beyond that from what should be directly behind this creature uh, approaching in the snow. All right, so, uh, so I can tell, like, where the ground, like, how the ground trajectory would meet this thing. So I'm going to aim yeah. towards the bottom and like hit like it's what I assume would be towards the leg. Um, Cause if I can hear the footsteps of the, the buddy coming up, I'm not going to shoot high. Right. So I'm right. going to shoot towards sure. the ground on my side and try to tag his leg. Yeah. If you want to give me that, uh, that bolt action rifle combat roll, hard success. All right. This creature or thing that you're facing is going to make a dodge roll. And it failed against your hard success. So you hear um, bone splinter and like the sound of a bullet hitting flesh and then just an ear piercing screech mixed with like a roaring sound. And uh, then another gunshot from behind it, from whoever you think is uh, probably standing out there behind it a few feet back. Um, and then it lets out another roar. Um, and then as it's roaring, you can hear it move off into the distance to the left. So definitely not a bear. Definitely not a bear by the sound. Not, no bear that you've ever heard before. Well, that's weird. I thought it was a bear. Um, at that point, you hear Crosby next to you. He's like, I think you got it. I think you got it. And he just starts running into the mist in the direction that you just fired. Crosby, stop. Uh, I, I got to go after him now. <laughs> no, dude, we got it. Let's go. I go after him. Yeah, um, 
I gotta go after him. Okay. Um, yeah, you can. You you're barely making out his figure ahead of you in the mist as he's running and trudging through the snow really quickly. Um, and then he just stops cold. And as you catch up to him, there you realize he's standing at this tree that you kind of guesstimated was right out in front of you there, where this creature may have been standing. And there is um, a blood splatter on the on the fresh snow. Um, and then just a few yards out, there's one of your compatriots' bodies just completely wrenched open, rib cage exposed, and all four limbs ripped off and scattered. Which one is this? It's Reeves. His body's been just completely decimated. Um, fresh blood just soaking into the snow. And at that moment, um, Svek and Captain O come up. Uh, and they both give each other, you notice, a very obvious knowing look in each other's eyes. And you th- actually, you want to give me a listen roll. Um, the captain says something under his breath. Oh, that's right on. Nice success. Yeah. Um, all right. You hear him mumble. I can't believe it. Not again. Not again. And they both go charging off into the mist. Wait, wait! What is it? And at that moment, you hear another scream next to you. And you're just covered in a wet, warm spray of blood as Crosby is pulled away slammed against the tree and falls to the ground. And as you turn, you're met with two large red eyes and just a mess of white fur in front of your face. And you can feel hot, sticky, meaty breath just envelop your entire face as you're face to face with this creature. Okay. What are you doing? Um, can I do anything? <laughs> um, sure. Yeah, you have a you have a split second here. Bayonet to, stab. To do something. Bayonet so. stab. All right. Yeah. Um, give me a give me a yeah give me a brawl roll. Um, Oof. Um, yeah, you go and actually you feel it connect, but this thing does not move, and it the next thing you feel is the sinking of its teeth deep into your shoulder. Oh boy. And it, you think also at the same time it starts to growl, but the growl is not an animal sound. It sounds oddly like a telephone. And it grows louder and louder as the teeth sink deeper and deeper into your flesh. And you wrench yourself from sleep. Oh man. Laying in your bed. <laughs> <laughs> and the telephone is just ringing off the hook. And the calendar on the wall says <laughs> August 14th, 1924. And your telephone is just ringing off the hook wildly as you pull yourself to grips <laughs> from this nightmare that you've just had. All right. <laughs> Um, 
yeah, I'll I'll pick up the phone and, and put a cigarette in at the same time because, damn. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. Um. Yeah. Are you immediately speaking into the phone? Or are you just kind of like letting it, like the dead air, take hold for a moment? Yeah. No, I'll, I'll pick it up first and just hold it for a second, and then. <sighs> Yes, this is Thatcher. Uh, yes, um, private, private investigator, um, Mr. Samuel Thatcher? Yeah, this is he. Um, yes, um, I, um, I, I'm sorry to, forgive me, I'm being rude, um, this is a Mr. Warren Hollister, um, I'm the, the, the owner of, um, Boston Museum of Fine Arts. Uh, I, I'm so sorry to be calling you at such an early hour, and at home, um, I, I tried calling your office and um, spoke with a Mr. Crosby, and he directed me to call you here. Um, I, I hope that this is okay. Um, again, I, I apologize for the early Yes, 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 yes. yes. What, um, what do you need? Yeah, um, yes, yeah, we'll, um, I'll meet you there in, um, an hour or, or so. Oh. Thank you so much. Uh, I, I cannot, oh, goodness, uh, are, you, are you all right? Yeah, yeah, um, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, everything's fine. Well, hold on now. What, what's not so seriously about this? What, what, what's, what is making you others uh, people drive you away?
employees of the museum um, were scheduled to show up today. Today was actually the day we were supposed to break ground on the excavation and uh, remove some of the pieces found on the grounds to the uh, to the museum proper. And uh, well, obviously, with one of them missing, uh, I have not yet had time to even contact my other employees to um, to tell them not to come. So I'm expected here in a moment. In fact, here comes one right now driving up. I must let you go. I apologize. Um, thank you so much, though, for, for for listening to me and hearing me out. I, I should expect you soon, then. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm leaving the office now. I'll be right there. <laughs> very good. Thank you again so much. Uh, and he hangs up um, very abruptly. Um, and that is actually where we're going to end it. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. My name is Josh Richter, and if you would like to make contact, you can find me on Twitter at The Eldritch Hour, or you can email the show at theeldritchhour at gmail.com. And if you'd like to support the show, we have a Patreon page at patreon.com slash theeldritchhour.